Okay, so our topic we're going to talk about, especially coming from Parshas Pinchas, is we see Pinchas is praised for what he did. Not only that, Pinchas is told that he saved Klai Yisrael. And yet, had the Pinchas come to a Beistin and asked Beistin what to do, Beistin would not have told him to do what he did. There isn't this idea of people taking the law into their own hands and executing people. There's a very clear mahalach how we're going to implement punishment. And it has to be with witnesses and with hasra, and it has to be brought to base, and base enough to deliberate, and then decide. And this idea of somebody rushing in, sword drawn into the, into the spur of the moment and trying to kill somebody. So we don't find that that's the Torah way of normally of dealing with someone doing something wrong. So why was there a mile about Pinchas that uh, he took the law into his own hands and he went and he killed? Now the truth is that's being a bit unfair to Pinchas. He didn't really take the law into his own hands because he asked first. He didn't just do it. He first came to Moshe and he asked him, is, should, is this the halacha? So it wasn't that he was uh, like kind of fired up by fury or passion or whatever it was and did without thinking. No, he thought, he asked. And Moshe told him, this is the halacha. So he did based on a psak that he was doing what he was allowed to do, but we have to understand the psak. I'm not asking Pinchas himself, he went to ask him. He told this is the psak, but I want to understand the psak. What's this understanding that the person, if they are a kanoi, is allowed to is allowed to do things on his own, is allowed to kill on his own, and it's not a pleasant path to everybody. We're not going to pass them to people. But if you see somebody doing an aver, you're allowed to you're allowed to go and kill them. A person has to be in the category of a kanoi. So who's called the Kanoi and what's the hazard for him to go and kill on his own? Now this is very, and this doesn't apply to everything. The mission says in Sanhedrin there are only two Averis that this applies to. One is the, the Avera of Bayel Aramis, and the other one is what uh, the mission says, Hagoyne Vesakasta, which means somebody who's stealing the Kanoi of the Basin of English. There we also find this idea of, there we also find this idea of Kanoi Poikibo. Other Averis, I see somebody who wants to be Mechal Shabbos, or I see somebody who wants to commit another Avera. No, there's no Kanoi there. There's no dinner I'm allowed to kill him because I'm so uh, overwrought, or I'm so angry at what he's doing. So what's special about these two? That's the second question. Now this isn't to be confused with the din of Eirish and Matzin and Eisen Benafshim. There's another category in the Torah that I'm allowed to save uh, somebody from an Avera, even if it means killing them. And the first example there is Ritzicha. If I see Reuben chasing Shimon to kill him, I'm allowed to step in and prevent Reuben from killing Shimon, even if it means killing Reuben to do that. Then the dinim where I can, I can prevent an Avera happening by stepping in to prevent, to, even if it means uh, killing the person involved to stop him doing an Avera, that's not the case over here. The case of Kanoim Pogim, but he's already done the Avera. It's not like I'm stopping him in advance. He's already done the Avera. And now the question is, I'm allowed to act as a Kanoi to take revenge. What's the for that? What's the for that? There's no hetter to the uh, to take the law into my own hands. If I'm not even stopping that, very happening. It's already happened. So what's the underlying side of this thing called Kanoi and Pogim boy? And if you saw Pinchas, that was the source of his reward. So the side is like this. That's the one question we'll talk about. There's another question we'll talk about also. And that is, what's the concept of when the Torah talks about 
very often we have an idea of right and left in the term. Right in the Sedina being Mechabed the right, the person is meant to wash his right hand first, press his foot his right sleeve first, walk with his right foot first. What's well, why is the right more chashav than the left? Uh, two parts to a person, everyone has a right and the left. What's wrong with the left? What's more chashav about the right? So, let's talk about that one first. The aside of right and left, in, we're talking about the way Hashem runs the world, is the right always signals the priority. The more of a dominance, the more important side. The left signals the something which is secondary or supplementary. It's coming to insist the right. It's coming to help the right. What a person needs to do normally bakayach, you use your right hand for if a person's right handed obviously. That's what needs more strength, more more ability to do something. And if the left hand is going to be involved, it's helping in the helping capacity. It's coming to assist the right. And that's the same you said. When there has to be two parts to doing something, so whatever's the primary part we call the right. Whatever's the secondary we call the left. So if you're talking about let's say how Hashem does things. So what what's the main the main thing Hashem is trying to do, we say he's doing with his right. What's secondary is what Hashem is trying to do, he's doing with his left. Now it doesn't mean it doesn't need activity to do with the left that is not important, but it means that the, the, it's coming to assist what's being done with the right. So for example, um, the Pasuk says, Af Yodi Yasta my hand made the world and my right hand made the Shemayim. And uh, obviously in the context, then Yemini means my right hand and the uh, Yodi means my left hand. And w- so what's the Yusayit? That when it comes to Shemayim Baretz, we say Shemayim is the Ikah. Shemayim is the main point. That's what's made with the right hand of Hashem. Yodi, my hand made the world. That's what's made with the left hand in the sense that it came to help. It's coming as a supplementary role. This world is here to help people get to Shemayim. So the Shemaim is here, okay? and it doesn't mean this world doesn't need the creation, of course it does. It doesn't mean there isn't a transcendent of Chachma, detail, and effort in this world, there is. But that's coming as a secondary role to the, to the Shemaim, which is the That's how the Yemen and Small. Somebody, when Chayashrol saw it, Yamsuf, so they saw Hashem destroy the Mitzrim, and they understood the point wasn't primarily to save Chayashrol. And by the way, the Mitzrim could kill. Hashem could have saved without punishing the Mitzrim. They saw Yamsuf as primarily coming to punish Mitzrayim. And therefore, Yemincha Hashem Tiratzayev. You saw your right hand destroying the enemy. That's primarily what you're trying to do here, was punish the Mitzvah. So we see it was Hashem's right hand which was doing that. And that's always the Yisrael. Now, that's when we talk about Hashem, it doesn't have Hashem has hands, it means that the primary thing a person's doing, he does with his right, secondary with the left. Now, if a person's focusing on the primary first, that, that we give that Hashivas to the right in the sense of, I showed that this is my priority, I do it first. That's also why it says when HaKadosh Baruch came to give us the Torah on Hashem, the Torah was in Hashem's right hand. It makes a difference which hand it was. Hashem was holding the Torah. But no, that was the primary point Hashem was doing. So it's called his right hand. Again, it's not a hand. You don't see Hashem holding something. But it means it's his primary activity. The idea of focusing what's primary as more important, that's the idea of the right. That's the idea of the right. And there's, that's always the din of giving Hashivas to the right over the left with one exception with one exception and that exception is tefillin because the halacha is that for most people who are right handed they put tefillin on their left hand why do you put tefillin on the left hand not on the right hand 
So this is actually machlekes between the Rabbi and the Shalmi. And is that the chashivas for the left or is the chashivas for the right? There's one side in the Gemara. It's the chashivas for the right because since the mitzvah is to tie the tefillin, so then I, I need I can't tie it on one hand. I tie on the other hand. So I'm doing the mitzvah marat and like I always do mitzvahs with my right hand. I hold the shayv with my right hand, and I shake the lulav with my right hand, and I'm tie the tefillin with my right hand. It has to go somewhere. So my left hand happens to be the place it's on. But the mitzvah of ukshartim of tying it, I'm doing with my right. So they, they, that's, that, that, that's how the Yishalmi, that really, it is also a chashivas of the right hand. The doing the mitzvah with marat. That is how that's And that is, that the most more chashivas, the hand that turns on. And over here we're giving a certain chashivas to the left hand. A certain chashivas to the left hand, but turns on the left hand. Where's the napkamina? So we say in halachi is when it comes to a person tying their shoes. So that the Gemara and two is the Machlokes in the Gemara, and that is do we when a person as always does things they should do right first. The Quran issue is right first. When it comes to tying laces, so the Gemara has a side right first. Also, the Gemara has a second side. No, when it comes to le- tying laces, you should tie the left one first, like the tefillin which you tie in the left hand. So what's the Machlokes? Exactly the same thing. Is tying the tefillin the chashivas of the right because that's what's doing the mitzvah. So I should tie my right lace first. Or no, here is the chashivas for the left because over here. Over here, the 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 tefillin are placed <coughs> on the left, and therefore something tied to the left is more chashivas. So why would that be the case? Why would we normally be machshiv the right, and over here by tefillin dafka we come into be machshiv the left? So there are lots of reasons which we could say, but let's go directly to what the result says, because I think his said is encompasses a lot of other things. And what the result already explains is the concept of the tefillin is is uh, transferring a certain level of ruchnius from a higher level to a lower level. So we're talking about a person, the tefillin which is on his, on his the top of his head, on his forehead, represents a koyach ruchni, which is coming down from a higher level into, to, to, into, into him. And if you show about the tefillin on our head, which is a kilo, the way which the koyach ruchni comes down. If you want the terminology of the result, we call it the moichin, which means a level of ruchni, which comes down from shemaim, it comes into a person derech, the top of his head, which is derech the tefillin shalosh. What's that the other tefillin shalyat? So there is no explains that just that the most that only men wear tefillin. And if you're going to talk about the concept of ruchnius, Hashem creates a tzuras adam of a man and a woman. So the way it works is the ruchnius all comes to the man, and from what the man gets, he has to give to to his wife. And that's what the Gemara says: the ena isham misparechas ena from her husband. The koyach of bracha doesn't go directly to a lady. The koyach of bracha comes to a man, and from him he gives to his wife. And the same thing is represented in the tefillin. That uh, the, the woman don't wear tefillin because the koyach ruchni doesn't come down to them directly; it comes down to the zacher, comes down to the man, which is the tefillin shalosh of a man. But what the man gives to her is through the is through the tefillin shalyat. Why is that what he gives to her? So that there is no explains varichus that there's a concept of of the of the altogether the the, the function of a lady is to help her husband. She's like a chalik of him, and she's coming to help him. Together they're going to achieve a certain shemes Avodah Hashem, which means clapping him, she's the left. If the Ikah Avodah Hashem, Hashem expects this from a man, and the lady is there as the one who's going to ensure that happens, is the one to complement that, or to, to uh, bring it to fruition, then she's acting in the, help, in the role of being the one to help him achieve. So in the comparison, then he's going to be the right, she's going to be the left. And if that's the case, what he gives her is from the left. And that's why the tefillin, which is the koyach ruchni, which he's now giving to her, is from the left hand. Okay, that's what there is a rati, shara kabanus, after the tefillin is on the left. 
and uh, they're understanding exactly the same point. That over here, it's not for the, for the person himself, so to speak. And that's the case to make everything else on the right hand. Over here, since it's a koyach, which is giving to, which is meant for, for the for the for the isha, which her job is to to assist her husband, so it's a koyach of the left. Now that doesn't mean that people are not married shouldn't wear tefillin. Of course, we all wear tefillin, and we both wear both the yad and the rosh. We're talking about in Shemaim what the koyach of tefillin represents. It represents the koyach which comes down to the man, and then from him he gives it to her. And that's always the aside also that the koyach rochni goes to the man first and from him to her because it shows the same point. That's the Ikah, because first, and then we made it. He gives that to because that's in a way to assist him in the Chi when he has to achieve. Similar to Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu wanted Skainim to assist him, so the Pasuk is clearly Hashem brought the Ruach on Moshe, and then from him it went to the Skainim. To show that the Skainim aren't there on their own right, they're there to receive from the husband, uh, from Moshe Rabbeinu. It's the same idea over here. That it comes to him, and from him it goes to everybody else. Same thing, the Koyach Ruchni comes to the husband, and from him he gives it, to, he shares it with his wife as well. Now, that's the aside of the right and the left, the primary, the primary and the secondary, and what's more important that we show with our right hand. So that's our primary activity. We made a mitzvah, the person does the with their right. So when it comes to doing tzedakah in the morning, anything else, we start with the right. That's the chashivas for the what's considered the ikah. Now let's go back to the point we said before. When it comes to the relationship between the neshama and the body. When it comes to the relationship between the Shami and the body, we have that same insight. We have that same insight. Because here also, we understand the Matthias is that the body is really here to assist the Nishama. Because since a person's Nitzchis is his Nishama, and the being in this world is only a way for a person to achieve that Nitzchis. To achieve that Nitzchis. So it's that, and the body is here to assist the Nishama. Which means if you're going to put them in the same context of right and left, you're going to say the primary thing a person is given is his neshama. That was created first, that came first, and then later and the, the body was, the, was fashioned in order to allow that neshama to achieve, in order to give that neshama the potential to achieve. Okay, so therefore the primary point is the neshama. That's the right. The secondary point is the gof, and it's the same thing. That's why it says, Leiv chacham liminoi, leiv ksil lismoilei. The leiv of the chacham is liminoi. His heart is what his priority is. And that's the talk about his neshama. The level of the full is by the small, as well as less important. It doesn't mean Chacham's heart is on a different side of his body. It means his heart is directed towards his, the Yemin, what's more important. And the full is that someone is more directed and more interested in what's secondary. And that's the inside of the, the problem with Excel, who makes what's meant to be a secondary point, what's meant to be an unimportant thing, into the Ekeh. That's a mistake. The, the Chacham, he knows his priorities. But now here's the Chiddush. And this is the Yisrael we wanted to get to. That, so far we said, very, I think something very straightforward, very well known. Enough for between right and left. Let's take it to a higher level. What happens to the left? What happens to the left? So here we see a Chiddush. And that is, there's a concept that it gets Nikhlal in the Yemen. It's called Hiskalulus. And I'll say what that means. That is, as long as the left has a function to assist the right, it becomes something separate. When a person needs uh, a primary point and a secondary point to assist them, so then the primary point is the right and the assistant is the left. That's as long as I need two sides to something. When, some, when, it's something, which when something which doesn't need two different sides, so then when something doesn't need two different sides, it's only one, so then the two combine. They become, they become primary together. 
that's the that's the yesoid of we talk about that in this world HaKadosh Baruch creates a man and a lady maybe as two separate two separate parties like the Vilnagan says because there's two different functions people need to play and in the case of the one has to assist the other in the case of the one has to assist the other one so matter they have to be in separate bodies so the one has to be in, as a as a situation where they can assist the first but in the case of reward when they can be together so then that's what happens is they're scholars. they rejoin they reconnect because now we don't need two separate sides and we have this side as well that just like in the Shama began as one and was separated into two halakim to do two different functions here in this world if it joins together again it becomes one and now there isn't a distinction between right and left the role the one played was primary the role the one played was secondary when they come together they better become one and if you understand that by the Yisod of the Zohar and the Kaiba, uh, when they come together in Olam Abba, we understand the same Yisod when it comes to the Neshama and the body. There's a discussion between the Ramban and the Rambam. Of in Olam Abba, is there only for the Neshama or for the body as well? And Kimat, all the posts post can pass back to Ramban. And that is that there's a Yisod of Abba is for the body also. And, uh, but the Rambam is a good question. There isn't a physical world in Abba. There isn't a need for a physical body. So why, why, why does it have to come there, Bicha? Well, what's the point of the body coming to Olam Abba when it's a spiritual place and a spiritual reality? And the aside that, that the Ramban Be'etim says is because the point is since the body was a partner in what the person achieved, since the body was a partner in what the person achieved, Tsunami Mela, it deserves to be part of the reward as well. But it won't be a separate entity like it is now in this world, a physical body which is completely different to the Nishama the same Yisrael is going to apply it's going to get combined and if it combines with the spiritual body with the physical and the spiritual combined so then at that stage then they become then they become a unit which is a which deserves to be rewarded together so yes it's true it won't act as a physical body will act but it will be a chalik of the person you know since it was a chalik which assisted him in achieving what he achieved it becomes a chalik of the reward as well that's the Yisrael of the Ramban. The Ramban says that there the is a Olam Abba for the Guf also in a way where it's going to be a, a kilo, a chalik of the Nishama that it can reward what it helps the Nishama achieve. Now this is so, like I said, the person talking about and they agree with the Ramban when the when the ones who speaks about the verse is the Ramchal. And the Ramchal doesn't just talk about Olam Abba like this. The Ramchal talks about the whole process of what a person achieves is like that. And the Ramchal explains this in the Nevi that even though it starts that the body and the neshama are very different from each other, the more a person uses his body to work with his neshama, the closer to the neshama the body becomes. The more of an able assistant it is, then in the male it bec- that changes the body. It becomes something which is more ruchni. It becomes something which is more connected to, that, to the neshama. And that's always the case. The idea of an assistant is that the more they help the person that they're trying to help, the more they're acting as a good second, they're more close and the more be- they become a part of the the one that they perhaps are working together with. You know, you can talk about maybe the English expression is my right-hand man. It's really my left-hand man. It's the person who's doing the ikka, the person who's ikka helping him, it's his left hand, it's not his right hand. The, pr- the, pr- the, the primary is the right. But the more that that person is doing to help, the more they become the team, the more they work together. And that just so it happens in the body even before Adam Abba. says we don't have to wait for Adam Abba for the body to change. It can happen here also. And that's why the Ramchal explains the body of a tzaddik is Kaddish. Because since that was involved in, the, in the, what everything the neshama did, it became a chalik of that neshama, it becomes kaddish too. It, be, it gets some of that kaddusha that the, that the, that the neshama had. And when we see that, 
is what happens to the body when a person dies? What happens to the body when a person dies? Here we see that the, the Gzair of Hashem was The nature of a physical body is meant to disintegrate. It was created for a certain topic, a tafid, which was to act in the, as a body for Hashem in this world. And when it's done the tafid, it can disintegrate, it can go back to where it was before. But by a tzaddik, it's not like that. And the Gemara says the body of a tzaddik doesn't disintegrate. We call There's no disintegration in the grave. Why? Because it's, it's, when it becomes something which is Kaddish, so then it's something which is uh, just like the Neshama, is, uh, that nothing happens after a person dies, it remains, it remains a Neshama. So the body which served that Neshama enough will have the same topic. Now, obviously, we're talking about. It'll have the same Koyach of Ruchni, so it won't disintegrate. It'll have the same uh, ability. Now, which, what mitzvahs will bring to that? So we have a few Chazal tell us what prevents Chibut When a person is considered to have elevated themselves to the stage where, where it's not, they're not going to get affected, their body won't get affected by that. So the one pasuk is, and it's a pasuk, Af, sorry, Yishka and Levetach. Even my body should lie in Levetach securely that nothing will happen to it. So the first Koyach for that is a Koyach The Koyach is Makadish everything. And if a person is completely mismastered the Koyach so then for sure nothing's going to happen to him. And they say about various Kodari for whatever reason that they had to reinter them, they had to move their caver, and they found that they were completely, nothing t- they didn't get touched. The Gemara is a story, but some of them are right, that they opened the Kfarim for whatever reason, and they saw they were lying calmly like they were when they were asleep. It could have been a long time after they died, their body didn't get touched. That's the first Kayach, which can Makadish the person as a terror, and when the body becomes an active participant in that, it's not just the person learns, that's his mind, that's his Neshama. When the body is an active participant in a person's Torah learning, then it gets that entrance also. And as a, as a helper, as a partner to that, it gets included in that Kedusha Torah doesn't get affected. The other one, which is interesting, the Kamara says in the Pasuk in Mishle, Rekevat is Kina. That what causes the disintegration of the body is Kina, when a person is jealous. And on that, Chazal said that if a person never has the middle of jealousy, a person never feels jealous, they're never going to experience, uh, they're not going to experience that either. And what's the reason for that? The reason for that, the reason for that is because it's a the the way that the body expresses itself is by being jealous. The way the body, that's something which is coming from the goof. And when a person can overcome that, so then just like a second, if he feels his own identity, what I want to be separate to the person I'm working with, you're making a separation. When a person is willing to forego what he wants to work more for the the the, the ikka that I'm toffled to. So, so that, that's the same you said that, that uh, jealousy you know, is, is the a feeling of what the body wants for itself same thing Taivet fits in the same category the person that overcomes that so then Mimela their body can be more toughful to the Neshama and then Mimela they can have that same Koyach that they even here in this world the body is protected and so yes we find people that even simple people but the people who are never jealous we find that the same, the same you said applies that the uh, the rekavakavah, which means the, dis- the disintegration of the body, which normally happens, doesn't apply to them. That's the same idea of the min and the small. That's when, when, and now we, let's bring it to the higher stage. Let's bring it to the higher stage. And that is, that same concept applies in another area also. Because just like we said, a lady can combine with her husband's nashami and alamaba, and that's what does happen. They go back to being white. The body can combine with the nashami and alamaba. That's what happens. It becomes a double kodesh. Let's get to the highest level. We can combine with Hashem. We can combine with Hashem. Uh, it's a ba'atzem. A person's job in this world is we're here to assist in bringing the world to Kvot Shemayim. 
and then we know Hashem is the one who's running the world, and Hashem is the making things happen. Well, we're good assistants. We're doing what we can to help. We're doing what we can to help. We're trying to bring to the Kod Shemayim. So here we're not reacting as the right hand, that we're in charge and we're deciding what to do. Here we're acting in the capacity of the left hand, which means that Hashem is doing everything, but what people need to do to help it happen, we want to be the ones to help it happen. And the more we're faithful to that principle of we're here to assist HaKadosh Baruch Hu in bringing the world to Kod Shemayim, so then the same thing is going to happen to us also. If we're a good assistant, that becomes our identity. We're here, we, Hashem, we were here to serve you. We were here to help you. That's all we did in our life. And then what we expect is that the reward is going to be, the reward is going to be that when we, the Andashama will get incorporated into a much higher level of connection to Hashem. That's Be'etzim O'lam Abba. Be'etzim O'lam Abba on that level is for the person who was in his lifetime, the, uh, was the battle himself to doing Hashem's Ratzin in this world, he became the left hand, so to speak, of that to do, to assist in what Hashem was bringing the world to. So then he made that person deserves a special schayr. You become called to Akadosh Baruch Now, let's take two more minutes to explain something, just to get to finish uh, all our topics. And that is like this. Sometimes, not, not every person who's keeping the Torah is doing that. Sometimes another Chesh also. Sometimes another Chesh also. And that is, I'm doing it because it's something in it for me. Well, if I'm doing something because I'm going to get gain something from it, I'm doing it for myself. So if I'm doing it because I want to get rewarded, I'm doing it because I want to get something, I feel this is the right thing for me to do. I might be doing the right thing, but my motivation isn't to help Hashem. My motivation is for me. I'm doing what's good for me. It's good for me to do it. It's good for me to know it. It's good for me to, 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 to have the, you know, to, to, in order to have a certain position, I need to act a certain way. I'm acting in terms of, for the way I see things. And not, so I'm not saying it's not a mitzvah. I'm not saying it's not a mitzvah, but I'm saying that it's the motivation is I'm doing it with my with the intention of mind that I'm doing what's right for me. There's a certain difference between a person whose only motivation is that I'm helping Hashem. I'm, I'm bringing about what He wanted to do. It can apply to any mitzvah. I can look at mitzvahs as my, my opportunity to develop myself. I can look at a mitzvah as this is the way to help Hakadosh Baruch Hu bring the result He was He's trying to bring. Because, of course, Hashem needs people to do things, and my only motivation in doing it is to bring about what Hashem wants. Then a person is acting as a left, as a person is acting as Kilo Hashem's helper. That's the mockum we find for Kanoi Pagimba. That's the mockum we find that a person can go against the halacha to take the halacha into his own hands. You can't kill people. And if you go to say, is there a psak there? If I see something, yes, go kill him, but there's no such psak. Because the halacha has to work in the framework of how halacha works. But the way that a Kanoi is allowed to do things different, is because it's coming from the motivation of I'm helping Hashem. There's something here which Hashem needs done and I'm going to be the one to stand up to help Hashem. When's that mutter? When's that mutter? That's only mutter in the cases that the Gemara says. And the time to explain about this, explain the one which is like it's us. Kanoim Pogibai when it's Abayal Aramis. Abayal Aramis, why is it Kanoim Pogibai? Why is there a hetzer here for Kilo for someone to stand up for it? To, 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 to stand up for Kvachemayim. And the answer is because there's a difference between the, all the other kinds of arise, which are all asal and if Basin finds out about it, then some of the Basin are going to kill the person, to the case of Baal Aramis. That's a different category, and it's not even Chayav Mrs. Basin. But here there's a mocking for the Kanoi. Why? Because the other, the other arise, this is simply the other arise, the Etzim, uh, not going to Arichos of what the Avera of arise is in Shemaim, but it's something which is also, and uh, it's, it's in the category of those things that the kapara for the person did is the killing. 
Okay, you want to give kapara, so you need to be a base You have to decide the person deserves the kapara, then we'll give it to him. The idea of Kanayim Pagim by Kola Ramis is because that's a Chilul Hashem. It's a different category. If a person wants to marry his sister or marry an Eshes Eshes, it's an Avera, and causes Kilkul and Shemayim, it needs a Tikkun, it's not a Chilul Hashem. When it comes to a relationship with an Aramis, that's a Chilul Hashem. It's a Chilul Hashem that we don't protect the Klai Yisrael difference. There's no value that the Klai Yisrael have a certain like, separation that we, want, we don't want to uh, interact in that way with God. And now who's going, to stand up for that? who's going to stand up for that? Somebody else who appreciates the importance of it. It says that uh, he's going to prove that Klai Yisrael are different and, and bring back that, that the Kiddush Hashem is meant to be that we don't interact like we don't inter- so to speak intermingle with the guy in that way if a person will come and ask the Halakha will finish with this the Halakha says you're not allowed to do it it's not the category which Halakha can deal with because Halakha deals with what you're Mitzvah to do and you're not Mitzvah to do but if it's a Shaila of a person feels that I have to bring about Kiddush Hashem in the world in the context of that that's, that's the motivation which is driving me that I'm always, my focus is what's going to cause a Kiddush Hashem and I see myself as the one who can bring Kiddush Hashem into this world then that gives the person the resource to do that because then he's not working independently he's working as, as Shem's agent and exactly what Hashem told Pinchas for what he did that, that uh, Hashem told him you're going to be the coin because you're not coining in this world are Hashem's agents Hashem wants Kabbalah to be some Mikdash who's going to bring them so the Kainim are Shlucha Drachmana, the Akkadish Baruch's agents to bring the Karbanis, the Akkadish Baruch's agents to do the work in the Vesem Mikdash. So Hashem says, you act, a Kanoi is someone who's acting Ki'ilu as Akkadish Baruch's helper. Okay, that's the Schuss you're going to get. That's the Schuss Pinchas Kat, and that's the Schuss every Kanoi gets. It doesn't have to be in a dramatic case of killing somebody. But a person who sees his function in this world as I'm here to assist Akkadish Baruch in bringing Kvachimayim to this world, so he knows that he has that Schar as well. That just like the assistant becomes part of the Ishtilasidlava, <coughs> So same thing, the Kanoi will become, or the person who's working for Poet Shemaim will become a chaylik of that Kiddush Hashem Rasid Lava.